Hello, everybody. This is Bishop Gary Oliver once again here at The Secret Place. And I am here today with my beautiful, lovely wife, Dr. Noemi Oliver. Would you greet our guest today, love? Yes, blessings. Hello, everybody. We're so excited that you have decided to join us. Yes, we are. And we are excited. This is a month of consecration and fasting for us. And we have been reading through the Psalms. And so it's the Psalms have been very, very, they've just been very present in all of our conversation and our thought. In fact, today we had a guest speaker today uh, in our services earlier, and uh, they spoke out of Psalm 42, and it was most profound. You may want to go to our YouTube and look up that date in January of 2023 when Dr. Mark Sharona showed up at Encounter Church and spoke on Psalm 42. It will bless your life and change it. Amen. Amen. It was a great word. It was powerful, you know, yeah. and I love how he connects um, what they were going through in that moment to yeah. things that we are prevalent going through now. Right. And so it was, it was, it was great. He made it very, very relevant, relevant Absolutely. to everybody today. So I pray that the joy of the Lord comes upon you. We all need joy. Amen. And Amen. so I want you to just enjoy this song and you can sing along. Can't nobody hear you right there. It's just you and your family or whoever is sitting around you so they know how you sing so just say it with me i will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart i will enter his courts with praise i will say this is the day that the lord has made I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. And I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. And he has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. Yes, he has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. How many of you glad today that the Lord has made you glad? Amen. Amen. I'm glad today that the Lord has made us glad. And I'm glad and thankful for the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Amen. And uh, I want to take you today into the psalm just for a few minutes. And I want you to go with me to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. This is one of my favorite psalms. You know, being a praise and worship leader for all the years that I was a praise and worship leader, and uh, I had to learn some things and learn them on the fly 
because when I started leading praise and worship, we didn't have what we called a praise and worship leader. We had hymn leaders. You know, they sang a hymnal or sang out of the hymn book or in quote unquote in the Pentecostal church in testimony service, we would have call and answer songs. In other words, the lead singer would say a line and the, and the congregation would answer, you know. Right. And they would sing it, call and answer, back and forth. In the morning, when I rise, in the morning, when I rise. And they'd sing those songs and just get happy, you know, in Jesus. I'm going to rise holy when I rise. And all of these different things that we sang. And, um, but nobody was doing what we call today praise and worship. And so I was like, the <clears throat> new kid on the block kind of thing. It was like, uh, in fact, I remember when I started writing praise and worship, I didn't even let anybody know that I had written some of the first songs that I wrote because I thought nobody's going to know what this is. Wow. But I taught it to my choir. And then when I taught it to the choir, they sang it and everybody just went nuts when we sang the song, you know. And um, I will never forget one of the first songs that I wrote. Uh, I sang it one day and one of the artists uh, from a particular record company was at the church and he heard us sing the song and he got so excited. He said, where did that song come from? And I told him, oh man, this, you know, I wrote it and I'll never forget where I wrote it. I was riding my, my bicycle at 10 speed that I would go out for exercise it was the only way I didn't have enough money to join a membership, but I had found this bike or gotten this bike and I would go out and ride 25 or 30 miles a day. But when I would write, I would make up songs and I would read the Psalms and then I would go out and I would sing these songs. And I'll never forget because I was riding my bike one day and I'm just riding along pedaling and over on campus drive in Fort Worth, right over by O.D. White and T.C. TCJC or Tarrant County Junior College at the time. And I started singing that song. Thou, oh, Lord, art exalted above the earth. Thou, oh, Lord, art exalted. And man, I, the more I sang it, the more I got happy, you know. And so I thought, man, I'm going to create this little song out of this. And I did and finished the little song up, took it to the church taught it to the choir, and they sang it, and the whole place exploded. Wow. I mean, everybody, of course, we were Pentecostal, so it didn't take <laughs> much uh, light to get us lit. I mean, we just pour a little bit of gas on it, it's going to explode. And that's what I felt like I did, is just pour a little bit of gas on there. And, uh, man, that place erupted. But I realized in the moment we had tapped into something that was fresh and tapped into something that was going going to be stronger than what I even realized. Right. And so I kept writing songs and kept, uh, you know, just writing those little, little courses, just, they were little a part B part, you know, hallelujah, Jesus Christ is Lord. And the little B part, let us be glad and rejoice for the Lord God reigneth. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ is Lord, our holy, 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 
bum holy 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 and nobody was writing songs that had the kind of groove and the grease that I was trying to put on mine, you know. It's like, I don't mind eating chicken. I just want mine done with Crisco. And so it's, uh, we were putting a little juice on it that was a little bit different, a little different spin. And the guy that heard us do Thou, O Lord, Art Exalted took it back. And that song became like a universal hit. I mean, it went all over the world before I ever published my first song. Wow. And it was really amazing uh, to me. And I realized in that moment, God had something. Because here's what I really believe that God is after. And we talked about this a little bit, I think on our last uh, show or episode that we did at The Secret Place. But God doesn't desire bulls and goats and all these things, all these external things. Hear what I'm saying. It's not the externals that God is after. It's that internal it's not the rending of your garments. It's rather the rending of your heart. It's not the, the express obedience in just bringing a bull and goats because God, if he were hungry, wouldn't tell us. He doesn't need our food. He doesn't eat what we eat. He doesn't sustain himself the way we sustain ourselves. So he's not going to call for bulls and goats. He doesn't need it, but what he does want and what he does require and what he does need is a joyful heart that comes before his presence with singing that in, enjoys what we do when we have praise and worship. Amen. It's truly a heart thing. Isn't it is. It? it is. And the innocence of it. You know, yeah. when you think about when you were writing the songs, it's not only just rooted on the word and, and, and the theology. Yeah. It came from an innocence of just praising God, yeah. not looking to make money, not looking to sound to the best record. It right. was just the innocence of just mm -hmm. praising the Lord in that moment. And it turned out such a beautiful song yeah. that went internationally. Yeah. And that's a, that's a very significant point because when I started trying to write praise and worship, that would be, you know, like, what do you want to call a hit or something right. like that? I couldn't come up with stuff. <laughs> It just didn't work for me. I couldn't do, uh, I couldn't do patterns. I couldn't do, you know, you got to write, you know, A, A, B, A line. You got to write this. You got to write it this way. You got to write. It just didn't work for me. But there was something about just getting in the presence of God Almighty mm -hmm. and just coming to Jesus by myself. And I remember where we were living at the time we had a small home. And I had a little upright piano that the church had actually given me uh, to, to use at home. And uh, we had several of them in our little college area. And they gave me one of those to uh, use in my home. And so I would lay on the floor with my Bible open to the Psalms. That's where I went all the time. Because the Psalm is the universal hymnal of the church. Amen. Everybody can read the mm -hmm. Psalm. And everybody can sing out of the psalm. You can make up your own song out of the psalms. Right. You know, you can just put a melody to anything. And that's what I started doing. And these songs started coming and rolling out of me. But when I tried to force something, you know, just sit down with the pen and paper and make something happen, it, all, it never works. It always comes from a place of presence. Right. And I think that is so significant because in Psalm 100... And that's where I wanted to start today. The first verse says, Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. 
come before him singing with joy. Now, if you're going to read the King James, it's going to say something like, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and be thankful unto him and bless his name. So when you read these Psalms like this, when it says that we come before him with singing, that means that when the Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, that means that I didn't come to church to find thanksgiving. I didn't come to church to get my thanksgiving pumped up. It means I had thanksgiving before I ever got to the gate. There was something alive in me. In other words, my relationship was ongoing with God aside from church. I didn't need a praise team, didn't need a praise band, didn't need smoke, didn't need all the words on the screen, nothing. I found a way to get thankful unto God. There's something that helps our entire psyche about being thankful. Yeah, it, gratitude. It, really, it really is. Gratitude, it's it's difficult to stay in gratitude and be angry at the same time. Yep. When you start going into the path of gratitude, just waking up, that's why they, there's all these um, studies of prayer mm -hmm. and prayer, meditation, you know, that people who pray in 10, 15 minutes, they, they, they stay in a place of just peace. gratitude and peace yep. because there is a connection. And so there's a lot of yep. benefits um, and health benefits. Absolutely. Um, when you are in prayer, when you're in, in you know, meditating on the word, because you, it's, it is very difficult to read the word and come out of it staying angry. Yeah. You yeah. find such peace when you read it. And, and in that, the meditation of it also, and there's a reason God asked us to meditate on the word. Right. Because we're becoming aligned with him. And yeah. so putting that, you know, the, the benefits of that also what it does to our body, it just puts us in a different frame of mind of seeing the possibilities and, right. and the positive things in anything that we, we do on a daily basis. Absolutely. I think one of the things that's very significant in what you're talking about, even with meditation, you know, meditation got a bad uh, rap mm -hmm. around Christian circles because everybody thought, you know, because Eastern mysticism and all that stuff says when I meditate that I empty my mind out and I just accept the atmosphere and take on my karma and take on all these energies and take on all this stuff. That's not what the Bible says. Yeah. When it talks about meditation, the Bible says to fill your mind up with the word right? so that you don't receive things that are not of the word. Yes. And you're right. There was a lot of taboos. You don't talk about meditation. Yep. Because you automatically, you're already going into Buddha mode. New age. <laughs> New age. All, everything else. You know? No, it's yeah. meditating on the word. And also, you know, as you read and you, you pray, also listening to, you know, bringing down all the voices in our mind, as we right. learned also with uh, Dr. Sharona, the voices that continue to loop in our mind that speak to us, that yes. talks to us. And, and, and for the most part, some of those are not good things. Yeah. So it's it's meditating to calm those voices down, listen to what God is saying, meditate on His Word, and hear what He is talking yes. to us and what He's pointing into us. And so that, that space of the meditation and the prayer brings us into alignment to ground ourselves, to be able to really hear what the Word and what God is speaking to yes. us in that moment. And it's somebody that is in a moment right now, that is watching right now, 
I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who this is for, but I'm just telling somebody that is watching in this moment right now that you've been struggling with a lot of anxiety. One of the things that Dr. Sharona pointed out so powerfully is stop fighting the anxiety because the more you fight it, the more it fights you. Rather, let it pass through you. Let the anxiety just come and say, God, why is my soul disquieted? God, why? Go to Psalm 42, read it and talk about, you know, God, where, what am I learning in this moment? What is happening to me right here? And that's why that is so important that we enter his gates with thanksgiving. That's why it's so important that we enter his courts with praise. Now, it's two things that I want to bring about right here because the word thanksgiving in the original language in the Hebrew is the word todah. Thanksgiving means a sacrifice of praise. So a sacrifice is something that cost me something. In other words, I had to give up, you know, I, I don't know. And, and to me, when I look at stuff, I don't, I think what in the world can I sacrifice that would even be meaningful? I gave up TV time. That's not a sacrifice. You know, I gave up, uh, whatever, some time to go hang with the boys. That's really not sacrificial when you think that I'm trading that off for Jesus. Right. So I, I don't know that we really know how to sacrifice to God right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we know how to sacrifice to Jesus because when whatever I'm giving up that I'm trading in for him, it's a no brainer. I would rather have him any day. Some folk have houses and lands. Some folk choose silver and gold. But these things they treasure and they forget about their souls. But I've decided to make Jesus my choice, the old song says. And I think it's so important that we have to understand that Jesus is the center of everything that we do. And this is where I feel like the church has lost it because we think that prosperity is a significant sign of I'm following Jesus. Right. Or when, God has blessed me. Because, yes. Yes. Abundance. But the drug dealer has money. <laughs> you know, so thugs have money. Right. You know, crooked people, uh, people that rob people have money. You know, they steal money from the bank and they have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. I don't know. But just because I have money doesn't mean that Jesus is present in my life. Mm -hmm. There is a certain calm. Mm -hmm. There is a certain presence. There is a certain peace. There is a certain joy. There is certain something. And so for me, when I think about sacrificing to Jesus, enter his gates with a sacrifice of praise, to me, it means literally get over yourself and praise God anyway. Lay everything down. Just lay it all down. Mm -hmm. yeah. lay, leave it down. You know, lay it down and, and, and come into praise to be present with him. Come and, into agreement. And come into an agreement and also to be able to not get focused on the, <clears throat> am I doing this right? Is right. this the way he's, no, it's just being yourself. Yeah. Which is all he wants from right. us. He wants us to praise him in a genuine way, not this you know, draw it out expression of, you know, let's see if I can get the loudest. It's right. however your genuine self is, is that's what God is looking for. Absolutely. And you know, our church is very diverse. Yes. So we're a multicultural church. 
we have a very strong African-American presence. We have a very strong Hispanic presence. And we have a pretty strong Caucasian presence. And culturally, we are all raised to praise a little differently. We right. don't praise God the exact same way right. as another culture does. But that is totally unimportant when it comes to Jesus. So I don't have to praise God like another culture in my church to be acceptable. I don't have to do like somebody else does right. in my church to be acceptable. I don't even have to praise God like my bishop praises God right. to be acceptable. I have to praise God because Jesus said it like this to the woman at the well. He said, the time is coming and now is, now is, now is, now is, and now always is. And is is always right. now. And I'm going to just tell you, now is when true worshipers will worship in spirit. That means that they are in spirit. They're in theos. They're involved with it. They're, they're, they're moving along with it. They're truly worshiping and in truth. That doesn't mean I have to have all the truth to worship God because I worship God as a baby. David said, from my mother's womb, you caused me to praise you. Even while I was upon her breast, you caused me to say something out of my own spirit that I knew that God was my God. God is strong. God is almighty. God is able. God is the only one. And Jesus is his name. So there's something about this entering with the sacrificial praise that is so important. He said, enter his gates with thanksgiving, but you go into his court. Now, this makes me think of the tabernacle. So there's an outer gate, which that's, I think, what he's talking about when he says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, but into his court. And I think that is where the place where the Holy of Holies was. Right. And enter into his court. That's where he dwells. You enter there with praise. The word praise is Tehillah. And the word Tehillah comes from the root of Halal. Halal means to celebrate clamorously foolish in the original. It's where we get the word Hallelujah, to Halal Yahweh. And it means to celebrate him, to be clamorously foolish, to be excited about it. You know, I tell the story often back in the day when I used to teach a lot of praise and worship classes. And I would tell the story about my son when I got him his first bicycle Hayden, he was, uh, I don't know, maybe three, four years old, maybe. And uh, I got him his first little bicycle. He didn't know where I got it from, but I got it from one of the other kids that had outgrown it. And I tried to sand it all down, you know, with the emery cloth and paint it, spray paint it. And my older brother happened to be in from Saudi Arabia. I couldn't even afford to go get the tires and the handle grips and all that stuff. But he went and bought all that stuff for me and I put it on the bicycle. So it looked like a brand new bike. But... I put the bike in the house next to the fireplace on Christmas morning. Hayden comes down the stairs and I had a little bow on it. And I said, Hey bud, look at there. What do you think? And I've got a picture somewhere of Hayden stopping about halfway through that room. And he's got one foot on the toe and one foot is walking toward the bike and he's paused. And he said, for me like that. And he just takes off running. He didn't go to the bike. He takes off running. 
He runs all around the room. He flips over the couch backwards. He lays down, does a little carpet angel in the carpet. He does all kinds of stuff, runs around the dining table. And then he came running back over and he grabbed me around both legs and just squeezed and started swinging back and forth going, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, daddy. Aww. And I thought, man, this must be what okay. true praise and worship is like to the Father. When we're no longer so caught up in the gift that we get so caught up in the gift that we go to the gift before we ever come to the giver of the gift. Mm -hmm. We go to the gifts and we want to start opening. As, well, this is what I wanted. Is this what, man, I don't know. Can I get a connection with you? Can I go, you know, can I get a, uh, let me have your business card. Cause I want to go, I've got a gift. I've got something here I can do, you know, and we start, we start trading and monetizing our gift and all this stuff when really, in fact, all he's really wanting to hear us say is, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you Daddy, mm -hmm. for what you did for me. I think sometimes we ought not to be able to make it halfway through a service till we take one look over our shoulder at Calvary and all the way through what Jesus did for yes. us Definitely. and turn around and look up at him and go, for me? Mm -hmm. You did all this for me? Take that stripe for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I should take off running. I don't know. Maybe I should do, maybe I should do flips. Probably not. But you do something that just expresses my love to the Father. I enter His gates with thanksgiving, but when I go into His courts, that's a place where tehillah happens. Tehillah comes from the root of halal, which we've been talking about, halaling the Lord. But tehillah literally means the place where the residual song of the Lord comes out. It's the residing song of the Lord. In fact, it's a place where he sings through us. I hit a zone in praise where I lose myself mm -hmm. and God praises himself through me. And it's so powerful. If you ever hit that zone where he praises himself through you, you will say things to him. And, and here's what you got to understand. You're never going to praise God with something that he doesn't know about himself. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to tell him something he doesn't know. You're always going to just tell him what he already showed you about himself. And so when we come in with that Tehillah, it is like the residing song of the Lord. And he begins to speak through us and he declares through us and he sings over us. In fact, the Bible talks about he will sing over us with joy. He dances over us with joy. And so today I know that I'm only nailing this one verse, but shout to the Lord with joy and all the earth. And worship the Lord with gladness. He has made me glad. Yes, he has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. You know, Paul said it this way. He said, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. <laughs> rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. In other words, I can't get it through to you with just one rejoice. <laughs> rejoice. But again, I say rejoice. Amen. If the church really began to rejoice, we would lose a lot of anxiety. We would lose a lot of worry. We would lose a lot of frustration. Yeah. We would lose a lot of problems that we struggle with. Absolutely. You would forget even, uh, you know, what people are thinking about you, what they are. Am I praising enough? Are they criticizing? Is, am I doing this right? Gift. You know, I know that our time's out and we're going to come back and we may talk about Psalms 100 some more. But right now, we love you. May God bless you, keep you, gift you, smile upon you, look you full in your face as you bless him 
from your heart and enter his gates with thanksgiving. God. Take me to that sea.